Welcome to Choir Talks. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for sharing God's Word with me. Have you ever scrolled through social media and seen the success or the good things in the lives of so many people? How can things be so great in the lives of all your friends when you know personally you are struggling and you don't have all the things that that you are seeking and working towards? It's easy to look at social media and feel bad about yourself and get an inflated view about where everyone else is in their life, how great they have it, and how badly you have it. Social media can be tough on us sometimes. Today we're going to read from Psalm 73. In this psalm, the psalm writer has been apparently looking at too much social media. I'm teasing. There was no social media, but he really has the same thing going in his life. He is envious as he looks around at the status updates of the people around him. Let's read together Psalm 73. Remember, it's a song. So uh, like a good song, it sort of starts with a prelude, if you will. Verse 1 is the prelude to me, which says, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. I call it the prelude because it sets up the feel of what this song is going to be about. He's saying God is good particularly to those who are pure in heart. Um, this kind of harkens to uh, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew uh, 5 or 6 when, when Jesus says, Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. So hang on to that thought. We're going to come back to that in a minute. So here's the lesson. God is good to those who are pure in heart. That's him and his conclusion here in the prelude, actually, but he has to go a long way to get to that point. So here's the problem for him in verse 2. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had almost lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Here's the problem. He is about to fall. He's slipping. He is, he is losing it. And he says the reason is he was envious. He envied the arrogant, and he saw particularly their prosperity. And then he goes through this litany of things that he saw about them. He observed about the lives of people who obviously were not following God. They were following their own path. They were arrogant, and they were just selfish people. And so here's what he says about them. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They're free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, their pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. Um, it, of course, he's exaggerating. All of us experience difficulties, but, but he has an expectation. And that expectation is those who are not pure in heart, those who are self-focused, are going to have problems. Uh, but what he looks around and sees is those people are fine. They're doing well according to earthly standards. No struggles, he says. I love how he says their pride is their necklace. I had to think about what in the world that meant. But a necklace is that adornment that you put on yourself that like, probably is the flashiest thing on you. It's the thing that, that catches the eye right away. And he says that's their pride. It's right out there in front where everybody can see it. He goes on with this litany of things. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and they speak with malice. With arrogance, they threaten oppression. I love this. Their mouths lay claim to heaven and their tongues take possession of the earth. 
Therefore, their people turn to them. They're, they're popular, right? They, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. In other words, whatever they say, these people just lap up and agree with. And, and uh, everything is good for these people. Uh, in verse 11, he says, they say, how would God know? Uh, they are, they're free of concern about going their own way and doing evil things and arrogant things, thinking that, that God will never have a consequence for them to come. And so he looks at that and he says the wicked are, are like this. They are always free of care and they just go on amassing wealth. The hits just keep coming. They're just everything they have is good and, and everything coming their way is good. It's a pretty jaded view, it's a pretty exaggerated view, but you know what? I bet you, like me, sometimes have felt that way. We've uh, had a pity party about we're trying to be followers after God and be pure of heart, and yet uh, the blessings seem to fall on people who are doing the opposite and have no regard for the Father and for His ways. And uh, that was burdening this psalm writer, and if you and I are honest, maybe that's burdened us too from time to time. So he says about himself, he says, surely in vain I have kept my heart pure. And, and this is the, the meaning for vain as in useless or futility. It's been surely in futility I have kept my heart pure. It doesn't make any difference that I followed you, Lord, is what he's saying. I've, I've denied myself and sacrificed and, and tried to do what was right in your sight instead of just selfishly going about what pleased me. And it makes no difference in this world. He says, I have washed my hands in innocence, and, but all day long I have been afflicted. Every morning brings new punishments. When I tried to understand all this, he says, it troubled me deeply. Um, so he was, he was just troubled as, and distressed as he saw the success of those who had no regard for God's way and his own sacrifice and, and all that he had given up to follow God and to try to be pure in heart. And then the, the word that changes it all, verse 17, until. Verse 17, until I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their destiny. He comes into the sanctuary of God. In other words, he is coming into God's presence. All of this thinking up until this point is outside of a conversation with God. That's just him and his own pity party looking at the world in a, in, um, in a way that doesn't reflect his walk with God. But then, until, he says, I entered the sanctuary of God, until that moment that I came into the presence of God. And when we gain God's presence, we gain his perspective, and then we see things completely differently. When we don't have his perspective, we see things from an earthly, temporary, temporal uh, point of view. But when we are in God's presence, in the presence of the eternal one, we all of a sudden can gain an eternal uh, uh, perspective on things. And so he does. And then he says, so, and then I understood their, their destiny. Surely you placed them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly they are destroyed and completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream when one awakes. 
Uh, in other words, their success is, is fleeting and vanishes just like a, a dream when you wake up and you can't hardly remember even the details of the dream and soon the whole dream is, is lost to you. When he gains God's perspective, um, what he sees of their earthly success, he begins to see that it is, there's really unseen trials there. Seeing their earthly success is a surface view of what's going on in the lives of those people. Uh, but as he, as he gains God's perspective, he realizes that there's trials yet to come. There's trials for them because they're outside of God's presence, outside of the scope of God's provision and his protection. And there are unseen trials going on for them, and there are unseen trials that are in their future. Uh, then he goes on to say, Verse 21, when my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. In other words, he's looking back now at the time when he was feeling envious. And he says, my heart was embittered. But during that time, I was just, I was senseless. I was ignorant. I had the wrong perspective. He realizes his, his sin was in being envious, that, um, that he didn't have God's perspective and God's path. Uh, verse 23, uh, he, not only does he see unseen trials for the people, but he's, now he sees in God's presence the unseen help that was with him all along. Verse 23, yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you will take me into glory. Here's the, the things that the people who seemingly had success would not have outside of God. It would not have his help. They would not have his provision. They would not have his guidance. And they wouldn't have the same inheritance that he looks forward to. And then he just comes to this point where he has he turned from anger and bitterness and self-focus to God-focus and now to this expression of praise. Verse 25, Whom have I in heaven but you? And on earth no, there's nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Whom have I in heaven but you, he says. And on earth there's nothing that I desire except for you. Now that's really different from the guy who had all these worldly desires and expectations that everybody had except him. But now with God's perspective and with new understanding and spirit eyes, he's able to say, hey, there's nothing out there that I desire when I compare it to my relationship with you. Paul says the same thing in chapter 3 of Philippians. He says, I looked at all my life and all that I was pursuing, and I counted it all for loss once I came to know Christ. I, he said, I counted it as garbage in light of knowing Christ Jesus as my Savior and Lord. And then he summarizes, those who are far from you are going to perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful. But as for me... It is good to be near God. I've made the sovereign Lord my refuge, and so I'm going to tell of all your deeds. The psalm writer here has moved from somebody who had his eyes on the world and on the successful, beautiful people of the world, but now his eyes are on God. Now he's become more like God in the way he sees things. Now he lives up to the verse I mentioned from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hope you have a great week.